0: Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We will share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey, Mike, welcome into today's podcast.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Great
0: to be here. Oh, it is, It (laughs) it is. Today, let's talk about clear communication. I think it's one of the uh, biggest challenges of management. Mm. It's one of those uh, elements that we say we should be good at. We often think we're good at it. Mm. We think we're being clear. But when I've worked with so many different uh, leaders and their teams, often the biggest uh, question that comes back, the area of concern is the team has lack of clarity. Now, lack of clarity can be a whole bunch of things. It can be uh, not clearly articulating the strategic plan. It can be not clearly articulating the goal, the plan for the week. Mm -hmm. It can be all those things. But if we don't understand what clear communication looks like, then none of those things happen well.
1: And there can be a lack of clarity going the other way, which is being clear about what people are saying to them. So the clear communication, the way we think about it, is that you know, when you, when you boil it down, it's about sending and receiving information accurately. And if you think of that from a kind of, you know, uh, a technology point of view, when you've got static on the line, when your signal isn't strong enough, you can't get your information out or you can't hear what's being said. So that kind of clarity, the clearer we can make that sending and receiving of relevant information, um, then we're gonna improve the quality of our communication. And, and the information's not just the data. And we observe this, of course, with you know our um, the time we now spend on digital platforms. What's there and what's not there? Because sometimes it can be uh, the information that's being exchanged is not just the words. It's the thoughts that you can hear people going through. It's the emotions that uh, that people are, are are going through as well. That's all part of relevant information
0: in the various amounts of research, but they say that around 60 or 70% seems to be the common mm-hmm. is non-verbal in mm-hmm. terms of your communication. Yep. And with so many organizations now having to lead remotely or in hybrid work environments yeah. where they're only physically with people sometimes, we're using yep. lots of online platforms to communicate. Yeah. And that body language piece gets harder and harder over, yeah. over those platforms. So yeah. the requirement and importance of uh, clear communication even more important
1: important. and you know you think about that digital the (coughs) digital platform the zoom or the or the teams whatever and you think how hard it is to read people when they're on screen and when they turn their camera off it's completely impossible they are completely blank literally in every sense aren't they so you know that's a great example of the the range of information that surrounds the words
0: what's what's your view on people turning the cameras off
1: oh wrong yeah, it's just wrong. I mean, you know that they're just doing emails, right? Well, Or well, they're not yeah. there. They just... Yeah. For me, the
0: uh, equivalent is coming to a meeting and then sitting under the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so people can't see you. Like, I, I just don't understand. And certainly any meeting uh, I was leading, yeah. uh, that's part of yeah. turning up to the meeting and yeah. being present is having your, having your camera on.
1: And not sitting under the table.
0: Not sitting under the There's quite a
1: good YouTube clip. I can't remember what it called, but it's called. It's about uh, where people act in a meeting as if they oh, were yes. on, a, on a Zoom call. It's it's really quite good.
0: <laughs> we'll put that uh, video link in the show notes. It's, it's, it's classic. It's classic. It's, classic. it's, it's uh, yeah, very, very comical. Yeah. So we've talked about the communication. It's two-way. Mm. So sometimes it's that the person talking at the time is not being clear with what, mm-hmm. they're, what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then as a listener, you can be not listening to what's being transmitted as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's going through filters on both sides, you know, how we speak is being filtered and what we hear is being filtered,
0: yeah. Whether we're actually present in the moment as well, if we're in, you know, sitting there and part of a conversation, but we're really thinking about that yeah. next thing on our to-do yeah. list or who just won the football or something, it <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> doesn't, doesn't work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've, I, I've given up arguing the proposition that grunting while reading the newspaper Is actually a legitimate form of communication. I gave that up when I gave up newspapers, actually, which is quite a long time ago.
0: ago. (laughs) Okay, so what should we pay attention to?
1: Well, definitely, you know, as the the speaker, the the sender, what you're saying, and it's not just the words, it's the tone, it's what's going on for you, uh, you know, what's your state of mind, what's your state of being, and then pay attention to what's being said, and of course, from a listener's point of view, It's not just the words that are being said. It's the way things are being said and what's not being said. So in the work context, speaking clearly means having the... Actually, these, these things are true just... They are true of human communications. And it's just, in particular, taking them to work. And it's having the courage to speak your truth, which is really your judgment about what's best for the business. That's what you should be most focused on. We have a saying where there's insight there's responsibility in fact it's on our wall. This is my job. It's hard to speak the truth and it can also be very hard to hear it. So as managers we need to give people the courage to be clear with us to speak their truth about their thoughts and feelings to you know to invite people to contribute
0: a yeah. good example of the where there's insight, there's responsibility. We've had a new team member join us just in the last, last week. Uh, she picked up one of our workbooks and within looking at it for 30 seconds, turned to one of the other team members and said, oh, if I spot a mistake, what, who should I talk to? What should I do about that? Mm, a mm. brilliant example of where there's insight and there's responsibility. Yeah. As a new team member, you might be very conscious of going, oh, I don't want to upset the apple cart. I don't want to come here and identify that there's something not where I think it yeah. think it should be. Yeah. I thought that was a great example of how, how someone living our values from day one. Totally. And uh, it was good for us. We're like, mm, that's a good hire.
1: Should be here this morning. Oh, really? Pointed out two inconsistent kind of messages <coughs> which... You know, on page seven it says this, and on page twenty-seven you've changed your mind. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And and look, you know, from that point of view, what 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 do we? Gonna, there's no option but to say yes. That's that's the truth. And thank you for that. We'll yeah. fix it.
0: Yeah. And as the receiver of that information, it's not a criticism. No. It's just uh, that that person in that moment is doing the right thing for yeah. the business. Yeah. Which yeah. is going I've identified something that's not at the quality standard we should be aiming for. Yeah. So. Yep, here it is, here's the feedback. And it's not a personal attack. No,
1: that's right. And and no filters and no kind of smart assery of kind of look what I found out I clever, it was just um look, here you say this and then on page twenty seven you say that. It's just they're not they're not consistent. Mm. True.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another valuable aspect and we talk so often about the importance of awareness and yep. management and leadership yep. and I think from a communication both from a transmitter and a receiver having an awareness of how that other person works what's their style mm. you know in our language are they a pioneer are they a guardian mm-hmm. if you're a uh, pioneer where you tend to think quite big picture uh, you tend to be quite future oriented yep. in your your yep. thinking yep. and if you know you're talking to a guardian then you have to be aware of that and think when I'm communicating mm-hmm communicating they're going to be wanting some detail they're going to be wanting some clear timelines they're going to be wanting constraints around what we're doing that's how they like to operate guardians so that awareness of what is the other person likely to like to Mm. receive in that um, Mm. communication Mm. so how do we go about inviting contribution in
1: our teams i think you have to uh, establish in your own head an open listening mindset and that's about affirming that I respect the other person's beliefs, their opinions, their values, their feelings, their shorts and their shorts. A really, <laughs> a nice a pair of shorts. The shorts. <laughs> um, Not what I'd wear, but no, I respect but them. No, but I yeah. respect them, and and your right to wear them, by the way. And your uh, and your desires too, to to wear perhaps better shorts. So you know, but you've got to respect people for where they're at uh, and who they are. You've got to stay open. To their point of view, and and in particular, refrain from being right. We all, particularly as managers, we're accustomed to kind of directing and knowing what to do and and being right. Oh wait, as human beings, we're quite accustomed to being right. Refraining from being right and just holding ourselves open is the way we invite people to contribute. Because if we jump from our being right position before somebody's kind of explored their point of view, they're not going to contribute. They're just going to try and work out, like at school, you know, what does the teacher want to hear? here? hear, hear, Yeah, What does the teacher want me to say? And I'll say it. That's not a contribution. If we're not open to the other person's point of view, if we don't actually respect their views or them, them as people, open listening, clear speaking is just not going to be possible. And
0: an example that I've seen or heard, actually, in another podcast, which I quite liked, is the uh, person who wants to be the yeah-yeah. The yeah-yeah? The yeah-yeah. Yeah-yeah. So when someone's, someone else is oh, yeah. trying to communicate, yeah, yeah. and they won't let that person finish, they, yeah, yeah. they want to butt in with their own contribution, yeah. perceived contribution. Yeah-yeah, and my thing is this. Yeah-yeah, yeah-yeah, oh-yeah, yeah I
1: like So it. don't the be yeah, a yeah-yeah.
0: Yeah-yeah, yeah-yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so active listening?
1: Um, pay attention. It's to, it is that, it's the mindset piece. It's the active mindset. Pay attention to the words, to the tone, uh, to the body language. Uh, I, I loved what somebody said from the active versus reactive module. They talked about, I'm going to listen with my eyes. And I think that's a lovely phrase, listening with my eyes. And keeping my body language open also, keeping, remaining open, keeping uh, eye contact, smiling. Um, you know not kind of got my arms folded not sitting there on my phone or my computer or whatever right so then listening for energy and this is something that i think uh, we've probably developed over time in our coaching business over time was where was the energy was it up or down and, and following those kind of flat spots and going, what's going on there? And, and looking for the high spots and going, that's what this person's really about. Are they enthusiastic or are they, are they anxious or are they hesitant? What's triggering that? Because then we can ask some open questions. We can, and, and you're great at this. You, you ask open questions or at least respond with some signal that says, oh, that's interesting. You know, can you tell me a bit more about that? Tell me what's going on here. And then I think the other part of it is, is summarising what you've heard the other person say. Um, you know, what I hear you saying is, have I got that right? So what are some of the things that you do as a, as a, a podcast host extraordinaire?
0: Oh, I think picking up on that stream of thought, the, uh, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. And what's really going on here could be about the whole person you know it could be actually what we're talking about here is not the real issue you might you might have some challenge you might be um, overrun with with responsibility and things you're trying to get done so it's actually not about this one thing we're actually talking about capacity management yes so it might be about you know what's really going on here Uh, it might be about identifying the full aspect of the person what's going on for you before you even walked in the door today Mm. are you in a good energy space is there something going on in your personal life Mm. that we actually maybe we should talk about that before Mm. we try and address the address the work thing Mm. so there's that the whole person Mm. piece like it yeah i think that uh, trying to provide a summary what I've heard you say is that playback is so powerful because yeah. so often we've had uh, you said something I thought I listened we walk away from the table with completely different understanding is actually what was trying to be communicated sure. so I think that playback gives us the opportunity to to do that mm. and one of my uh, favorite questions when someone is uh, particularly given context or uh, trying to um, Give insight to what they're conveying is just two simple words, which is, and what else? Oh, I think that's three, actually. And actually. what else? But, well, yeah. that, that's the else. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? And, what and, else? S- and mm, so often yeah, gold yes. comes out of that, yeah. what else? Because there's all these other things that they haven't yet communicated, mm. which are really useful. So then, and
1: what else? It's sort of like um, uh, I love the idea of creating space. Like, I like the idea of creating space in my in my work, and that means getting rid of low-value stuff so that I've got space for a higher-value contribution. I like the idea of creating space for creativity, um, physical and mental and emotional space. But what you're talking about there is space for people to go a little further. And uh, it's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever worked with somebody who was... um, uh, and I, whether it was deliberate or not, I remember this woman, she would not say anything when, I'd, when I was, t- you know, after I'd finished. And the silence would get so uncomfortable for an expressive like me, I just couldn't stand it and would have to fill it in. Um, that was actually a bit manipulative in some ways. I began, to, I, I began to kind of manage myself a lot better and just shut the hell up. But I think that, and what else? is that kind of silence and space in which you go, oh, actually this is this thing that I, I've i felt or I've got knocking around in the back of my head and I haven't wanted to, it's too hard to talk about. And then, the, and what else is an invitation to do just that? So I think that's a great question. That's a great question. Great mm. space. Yeah. And what about some of the things we shouldn't do? Well, I think as part of that space, uh, you know, I think... It, it's a good it's a good kind of theme, really, um, creating space in the act of listening. Um, one that I will take into the next version. So this has been a very useful conversation because it's a nice theme around listening is really about creating space for people to contribute. And, of course, interruptions kill that. They just kill it dead. You know, you want to see where the conversation's going to take us. You don't want to jump in on things. I think you want to... Observe how your own mind, when you're listening and giving that space, when how it's making judgments as they talk and then making space. See how I'm working the theme in already? Oh, this is good. You decide to ignore the judgments. You decide to leave the space open. I think they're great things to do as a way of, of encouraging people to make a bigger contribution.
0: I think as a leader, if you're finding the conversations with your team members uh, frustrating or you're feeling like you want to jump in and mm-hmm. give the, give mm-hmm. the answer, a, a great leader doesn't keep doing everything. Mm-hmm. A great leader coaches their team to yep. go, if, if we would have this type of conversation again, mm-hmm. what I might like you to give consideration to in advance are, these things. Hmm. What's our impact to customer? What's our impact to supplier? So as a leader, we might be able to go, oh, that idea you've raised, I can go and think about all the other things going on. Actually, I'd like you to think about those things before yeah. you come to the table next yeah. time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah.
0: that's, Yeah, you know, it's again, it's the... Um, <coughs> You know, teaching the, teaching the person to fish rather mm. than doing the fishing all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what, what's what good leaders and good managers do. They help grow their people's capabilities. So the next time you have a similar conversation, we've added some more skill, we've yeah. added some more development, so that's an even more quality conversation in, yeah. the, in the next yeah. time around. And,
1: and again, in a way, you've created a space for people to explore their conversation outside of the face-to-face you've actually given them the opportunity to make a bigger contribution to go away and think about. Now this is very important, you know, when you talked before about the different styles. One of the things in, in listening and making sure that people have the space to make the biggest contribution is, especially for the guardians and the integrators, is give them that advance warning. Give them a kind of heads up about what you're going to be talking about. Uh, pioneers and expressives they don't need space they just kind of rock up and rely on what does our chairman call it casual brilliance Mm -hmm. and in fact they don't even know what they're gonna say what they think until they say it right so their space is just let me talk Mm -hmm. but creating space for a guardian a detailed person an introvert is here here's what I'd like you to think about ahead of the meeting so when we have our discussion You've already got, you know, your kind of talking points, and we can we can d- discuss and and explore those together. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way of thinking about it.
0: And it's been a learning for me on my own leadership journey. Mm-hmm. Is I'm a driver, yeah. So I'm looking Decide. for I'm looking for decisions. I'm looking for outcomes. I'm looking for for results. Let, let's say it's a meeting right here, right now. I'm like, I want to leave this with a clear yeah. plan of what's happening yeah. next. Yeah. It's been part of my learning that as something's come up in a meeting, we may not have been able to prepare for it in advance because it's something that's come up in the discussion, Mm. is to uh, be willing to let our integrators and guardians go away and process that and come back. So I'm I'm observing what's going on for them, particularly in their body language and how they're how they're going and then going, Okay, I don't think we're gonna resolve this one today which on the inside I'm dying. I mean, what do you mean we're not gonna resolve this today? Look if you're just giving another
1: hour to talk it through, I'd work it out.
0: You sort it out. (laughs) But being saying to the team, I don't think we're gonna resolve this in this session Mm. you guys take it away, we'll Mm. come back in another meeting tomorrow or or the next uh, next week whenever the time frame is and, and pick it up there. And again it's about giving people the space. Yeah. to make their contribution.
1: Yeah. Actually, there was a really interesting uh, comment from one of the, the guys on, in my collab, and he talked about, you know, sometimes communication is not about what's said in the conversation or in the meeting. Sometimes communication is about exactly what we're talking about, that we go away and think about stuff. And he was talking about in the context of a, of a conversation he'd had with his, with his manager, which was quite, uh, what do we call it, oh, robust, Mm, a high quality one that, that, uh, that Ross had, had kind of engineered. And James went away and, after that conversation, or the second one, which they had about the first conversation and what happened, and he went away and thought about it. And, and, and his reflection was mm, actually, the reflection on the conversation was as important a part of the communication as the conversation itself. And, you know, that kind of creating space for people to reflect make a bigger contribution it's a a, it's a nice way of thinking about uh, well active communication it is